This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It's Thursday, September 10th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing this morning? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm awake, up and about, uh, hit the Cairo appointment uh, before work, so, you know, productive morning thus far, but uh, good, excited good. to be here, ready for another fun show. Now, how are you doing, mister? <laughs> oh, you know how I'm doing. Today's a uh, Murphy's Law day for me. Uh, everything that can go wrong has gone wrong. Uh, woke up with a migraine, which was just a great way to top it off. Came into the studio this morning, and uh, for those of you watching, you'll notice that uh, the door is open. Well, the reason for that is because the uh, AC unit in here has decided to stop working overnight, and it's about 85 degrees. So uh, if I start sweating profusely, you'll know why. On top of that, uh, Facebook required me to change my password, which it's never done, and then wouldn't accept any of the passwords that I uh, proposed. Oh, let's see what else. My uh, Bluetooth on my mouse decided to cut out, and so I have to reconnect that every uh, couple minutes or so. It's just one of those days, Tone. Yeah, well, hopefully. Well, here's the good thing. We're on air, so that's a plus. We made that. You're streaming on Facebook. That's a good thing. Oh, uh, well, that's the other thing is Facebook won't uh, let me start a watch party. I, I don't know why, but uh, yeah. So uh, unfortunately for my personal friends, they're not seeing the watch party right now because it won't let me. So, <laughs> oh man, that that is definitely a very bad morning for you, sir. Oh yeah, it is. Oh, I hate I hate days like that. I hate them. Well, so hopefully this show will bring things up. You know, it is a Thursday show on the third day, and so uh, we usually have some good topics on a Thursday. But uh, before we get to that. Let's go ahead and go to my question for my co-host, Tony. You were previously married in a, another life. Did you guys yeah. ever try to uh, have babies? Oh, yeah, of course. We were married uh, over nine and a half years. You definitely do the uh, the humpty dance because it's your chance to do the hump. So, <laughs> yeah, every once in a while you would try that, yeah. But we did unsuccessfully. Um, never had kids, which, you know... Oh, we would have had really damn good-looking kids, I'm just saying. But, uh, yeah, it just wasn't in the cards for us. It didn't happen, and, uh, yeah. You know, that's the way it goes sometimes. Now, uh, I assume that you've seen your fair share of pregnancy tests. 
When it comes mm-hmm. to a pregnancy test, what are the three possible options it could show you? <laughs> I know where you're going with it, but uh, I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's either going to tell you uh, you're going to get either a negative, a plus, or you'll get the two-line deal. I think that was <laughs> – ours was always the two-line, and then you had to sit there and shake it and wait. You're like, maybe, just maybe. Nope. Negative. <laughs> Sorry, that was loud. That echoed this room when I said no. Did it really? Wow. Yeah, it wasn't too yeah. loud in my ears, luckily. Kind of loud. But, uh, yeah, in any case, uh, you know, it goes to this story. So um, pregnancy tests can either be positive, negative, or in this case, doom. Yes, uh, <laughs> Doom. the tradition of running the legendary game Doom on various gadgets and appliances that were not originally designed for gaming is long, but this one takes the cake. Foon, a programmer who likes reverse engineering things and typically works with ancient hardware and software, has managed to run a fully functional game of Doom on an electronic pregnancy test. After posting a video of the classic video game running on the tester over the weekend, on Monday, Foon upped the ante and released a video of him actually playing Doom on the tester using a wireless keyboard. The experience isn't very pleasant because the pregnancy test has a 128 by 32 pixel monochrome display, but amazingly it works. You might be wondering, how the hell is this even possible on an extremely simple gadget such as a pregnancy tester? Well, it isn't. Foon is cheating a little. He had to replace the pregnancy tester's CPU and LCD, essentially turning it into a much more powerful computer. Still extremely simple by today's standards, but compared to a pregnancy test or a computer from the early 80s, it's pretty powerful. So, uh, yeah, you know, if uh, your pregnancy test comes up doom, maybe you're giving birth to the Antichrist. I don't know. You you, you could be. I was going to say, if, if, if it comes up doom... Run. <laughs> That's bad. I would never tell you to run, but in that case, run. run. Yeah, I read that. I read that article the other day, looking for some entertainment news, and I got a chuckle out of it. So, um, very, you know, people come up with some really cool stuff. There's some smart people out there. Yeah. Well, and people with a lot of time on their hands too, because I yeah. <laughs> would not have five minutes to dedicate to putting towards this, let alone no. however many hours it took him. So, right. We appreciate you made, guys doing made that for news us. For it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Gives us something to talk about, especially in the morning. <laughs> well, it's a good of, way to start the day off, you exactly. know. Exactly. Speaking about things to talk about, it is a Thursday show. We've got a wonderful show lined up for you today. Let's talk about it, shall we? The third day. All right, Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when? Huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> the third day. Okay. It is the third day, and as we do on the third day, we talk about America's penis and the strange things that go on down there. Yes, it's Florida Ooh. Man. We have You Live Where. Our call-in topic today is the fictional character death that made you ugly cry. We have a segment called So Stupid. We'll end up the day with this day in history, but up next, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, September 10th. 
Now, we love interaction from you guys, the listeners and watchers, whether you're chiming in on our Facebook page or you're leaving us a message on the Phoenix line. Now, the Phoenix line is a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line giving you guys the opportunity to call in on any topic whatsoever. Could be something we're talking about. Uh, could be anything. You know, maybe you're just uh, feeling lonely over the weekend. You know, you're isolated. and uh, I'm so lonely. And you just want a uh, message machine to uh, talk to. Well, we will provide that for you. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. And we'll put those together and put them out in a future show. Now, this is the second segment of this show. And that means Tony's here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday. I was going to tell you it was Friday. I lie. It's nope, Thursday, uh, September 10th, and here's your Filippo Fast Five. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air drama reboot, uh, just titled Bel-Air, lands a two-season order at the Peacock. So you can expect that sometime in 2021. Metallica's S&M 2 live album enters the Billboard charts at number four. Family Guy cast Sam Elliott to replace Adam West as the mayor on the uh, long-running animated TV shows. He should debut sometime in November. Only and you happy- can prevent forest fires. <laughs> Whoa, Smokey! <laughs> <laughs> the adventures will go on. Um, happy NFL kickoff. The NFL is back starting tonight, so I'm going to give you three fast NFL snippets. Akeem Tlaib, a former Bronco All-Pro cornerback, announces retirement. After 12 seasons, as he finished off his uh, career, sadly, on the bench in Miami. Uh, Steelers linebacker Ryan Shazier officially retires from the NFL. He had a horrific uh, spinal injury that should have paralyzed him back in 2017. Um, He is walking again. However, much to what we all thought his NFL career is over, um, he officially retires. I hope I wish him well. Yep. And Buccaneers officially signed former Dolphins and Cardinals quarterback Josh Rosen to their practice squad. That's what happens when you're a greedy punk. And I'm sorry. That dude came out years ago talking smack how he was the best, yada, yada. And now you're a practice squad. But, hey, you're in the <laughs> NFL. I'm not. Time to start learning from the best behind Tom Brady. That's your Fast Five. Let's go on into the entertainment news. We're going to start in the world of movies here. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984 may be pushed back to Christmas 2020. Say what? I don't know why I had to add the 2020. I mean, <laughs> well, at this just, point, it could just, have been 2021. Just, or... <laughs> that's true. It just got. It, they're talking about pushing it to Christmas. <sighs> Warner Brothers is adamant in putting Wonder Woman 84 on the big screen, but they're not going to play fast and loose with potential box office results. While the original summer tent poem uh, movie uh, got moved to Thanksgiving, Warner Brothers may be pondering another shift. Rumors suggest that Wonder Woman 84 may become a Christmas 2020 blockbuster, assuming theaters remain open and audiences are willing to brave cold weather, flu season, and packed houses to see Gal Gadot, Gal Gada, oh gosh, I screwed her name up. <laughs> we'll her that one. <laughs> opposite Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, and Pedro Pasquale. The reason for the potential shift is due to a couple key factors. To begin with, theaters in major areas such as New York, L.A., and San Francisco still are not open. Without these locations printing tickets and hawking 
It's what says Hawking Snacks. The Warrior Princess stands to lose a significant chunk of her box office earnings. This is obviously a no-go for Warner Brothers, especially after delaying the film and hope the theaters would rise like a mighty phoenix later this year. Things being what they are, it now sounds as if Wonder Woman 84 could open sometime in November or maybe December. Should the film be bumped to December, there's a chance that Legendary's Dune could be delayed until sometime in 2021. This after dropping an incredible trailer yesterday for the latest sci-fi opus earlier yesterday. So what do you think, man? You think they should push it? You think they should roll with it? Disappointed! <laughs> it's not 100% official yet. That's Yeah. I, I You know what? One... Theaters are back open again. By the time we get to Thanksgiving, more and more people will be going to the theaters. I would assume that... I would hope at least that uh, things would start winding down on the whole uh, coronavirus and uh, after the elections. And um, I don't think that they need to move it. I think it, it should stay I, right where it's at. I agree with you. I, I think just roll with it. It's a done movie. Let's get it out. That's going to be one of those movies that definitely draws. Obviously, something like Tenant and New Mutants. It's a slow transition to get people back to the theaters. You know, it's it's one of those like, hey, we have it out. Do you want to come see it? And, you know, I, I haven't been to a packed house yet at a theater, but people are still they are going, which is nice. So right. um, well, definitely set- think they should roll it out. I don't see why. Christmas would be any different than Thanksgiving, to right. be honest with you. And it sounds like uh, studios are trying to wait for the perfect time to put movies back in. But realistically, there is not going to be a perfect time. You know, the box office is going to be slow for at least the next year compared to what it's been in the past. Absolutely. And somebody's got to start the trend. Somebody's got to put out the big picture and get it going. I yeah. mean, somebody has to like the quote-unquote spark to get that fire going back in the theater business. So... But that'll be that. Um, Going to move on to TV here. Uh, the Walking Dead is ending. It's over. <laughs> After season 11. But don't worry. Spoiler alert. Daryl and Carol are getting a spinoff. It's the end of an era. As AMC finally announced that after season 12, uh, The Walking Dead will be ending. But of course, you know, that's not really true. There'll be spinoff upon spinoff. And now Daryl and Carol... Carol Baskins. <laughs> yes, that's right. Daryl Baskins and Carol Baskins. <laughs> I'd watch <laughs> that. Spinoff. It's called The Baskins. Daryl and Carol Walking Dead. The Walking Baskins. It's time Baskins. for The Baskins Show. <laughs> <laughs> I will never do that again. You can watch it again later and see it. This is terrible. <laughs> the Walking Dead showrunner, uh, Angela Crang. Okay. Craig. <laughs> yeah, she ain't a ninja turtle. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> Executive Scott Gipple announced that they will do a Daryl and Carol spinoff series. AMC is developing an anthology series set in the Walking Dead universe titled Tales of the Walking Dead. Tales of the Walking Dead. Which is described as a episodic anthology with individual episodes or arcs of episodes focused on new or existing characters, backstories, or other standalone experiences. The self-contained structure of the new standalone series theoretically paves the way for episodes that could be centered around backstories we've seen in comics, but not on the show, such as Robert Kirkman's Here's Negan origin story or Negan Lives sequel. 
about Jeffrey Dean Morgan's potty mouth character or introducing characters from an ancillary content into the world of the show. Clementine, anyone from the video game? AMC notes that they're also developing other projects within the universe. We still have the Rick Grimes movie to look forward to, as well as the launch of the two-season limited series, Walking Dead World Beyond, on October 4th. So, uh, yeah, you've got all these different uh, Walking Deads. Chris, what do you think of this? What do you want to see out of all this? I'm glad to see that the original one is ending. Uh, I think it it got a little long in the tooth after uh, the whole Negan saga. Um, I haven't really been following it, as far as I understand. A lot of people haven't been following it. Um, the spinoffs are, are fine. Um, I don't know if I need to still see Daryl and Carol, but, uh, you know, what? we're still going to get plenty of walking dead for the fans out there. Uh, it just won't be walking dead original. No, absolutely. I'm okay with a few little backstories here and there. Um, wouldn't mind seeing, um, you know, what I read is the governor, the, there was a book on before he became the governor. Mm. I know that, that would be a cool story to see, you know to see see the tragedy the tragedy tragedy words are hard today um that led him to be what he was but uh, the show has kind of like you said gone long in the tooth i just want to see what caused it probably walter white's meth um and then what what ends it and and what we go where we go from there so yep. Yep. Um, I think coronavirus is what ends it all. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably why the series is ending at this point. It's like, <laughs> we're not surprised like, by zombies anymore. Yeah, yeah. We just ain't afraid. Everyone everyone wears masks around the zombies now. That protects them. So, <laughs> uh, fr- Fans of uh, Frozen will be happy to announce that Disney has announced a new Frozen animated short will devolve into the origins of the beloved summer-loving snowman Olaf. The short Once Upon a Snowman will premiere exclusively on Disney Plus on October 23rd. Once Upon a Snowman explores what happened to Olaf within the moments after Elsa created him as she was letting it go. Nice pun there. And building her ice palace when Anna and Kristoff first meet him in the forest. How did Olaf learn to love summer? The film follows Olaf's first steps as he comes to life and searches for his identity in the snowy mountains outside of Arendelle. Josh Gad, who voiced Olaf in 2013's Frozen and 2019 Frozen 2, is returning to voice Olaf for the animated short because why not? So, um, I'm sure if you're a fan of uh, Frozen stuff, this will be pretty cool. Not really for me. How about you? Uh, You know, every time I think of Frozen, I think of uh, Deadpool 2. Papa, can you (laughs) hear me? Do you want to (laughs) build a snowman? They're so oddly oddly similar. So, Um, you know, frozen in small doses, sure, you know, as a short, not a problem. You know, a third frozen movie, I don't think the second one was as good as the first. So uh, I don't need a full feature length one. But again, in small doses, sure, why not? Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's just small doses, not too shabby. Plus, if you have Disney Plus, you want to check it out, it's there for it. It's not like you have to pay pay a premium for it. So, uh, you know, that should be good. Now, last story before I get into the birthdays. Uh, Christian, do you like books? I do like books. Do you like heavy metal books? I like heavy metal, and I like books. Then you are going to love 
that Judas Priest announced their first official book, 50 Heavy Metal Years, is coming out. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to have uh, photographs from uh, legendary rock photographer Ross Halfen, along with David Silver, the band's manager Jane Andrews. The tome contains written retrospects by the group's current members. And guess what? It's coming out for Christmas. It's going to have different pictures and little stories. They're going to celebrate their career of 50 heavy metal years. If you're a Judas Priest fan, check it out. And if you're not a Judas Priest fan, still looks badass to check out. This band's legendary. So many uh, cool stuff. I mean. Yeah, I wonder uh, if they're going to cover the uh, Tim Ripper Owens years. They should. I mean, it was a part of their history, but uh, they, they might not. We'll see. Time will tell. It doesn't really say much more other than it's coming out. We'll know come uh, Christmas. You will know for sure. But that was your entertainment news. And let's roll on to those birthdays today. It's my birthday. Throwing a fast pitch like Randy Johnson exploding a pigeon. (laughs) It's famous birthdays today. Randy Johnson is 56. Guy Ritchie is 51. He's a director. Joe Perry, legendary guitarist uh, for Aerosmith, is 69. That's just his age, folks. Nice. Chris Columbus, movie director, uh, is 61. Bill O'Reilly, still a grumpy pants at age 70. Ryan Filippi still looks rather young. He's 45. And Colin Firth, he is 59. That is your celebrity birthdays for September 10th. Happy birthday. To all you celebrities. Right on. Well, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, we've got uh, oh stories about America's penis and the strange things that go on down there. Yes, Swing. it is Florida Man. After these messages, we'll be right back. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, September 10th. Now, we are all over social media with many of you watching us right now on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. We also rebroadcast every evening on the AUN TV network. It's 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social media, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F. Radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony dot Sanfilippo 81. Now, being that it is Thursday, the third day, as we do each and every Thursday, we talk about America's penis and the weird things that happen down there. Yes, Tony's going to take us through Florida Man. Oh, good for you. Florida Man, Florida Man, where everybody smokes that Walter Meth. Why? <laughs> Meth or whatever. Instead of, okay, that was a bad jingle. Anyways, I'm not here to sing to you. I'm here to tell you the weird stories out of the mighty Florida. And we're going to roll on down to Boogie Town because a Florida man was arrested after carjacking an elderly man but not being able to drive a stick shift. 
<laughs> Tuesday morning, 25-year-old Jalen Alexander reportedly carjacked an elderly man on Colonel Drive and Dean Road in Orange County. Um, and that's uh, that. It says, according to deputies, he was unable to drive a manual transmission, so he left and found another car to steal. Deputies spotted him and arrested him. He now faces charges of carjacking, battery on a victim over 65, and grand theft of a motor vehicle. Way to go, a-hole! That's what I was waiting for. <laughs> hey, this is, we're not we're not just exclude. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, a manual transmission car is your biggest anti-theft de- device in these days. Yeah. Nobody, nobody knows. How hey, to drive, hey. But- well, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> hey, take that, Grandpa. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he totally talked like Adam right. too. All right, so we're gonna go down the. Puta Gorda, Florida, as officials say, a Florida woman, she pulled a small alligator from her yoga pants during a traffic stop and illegally possessed numerous. Yeah, yes, you right. Is that a gator in your pants, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> um, she illegally possessed numerous other wild animals and has been sentenced to probation after pleading guilty to four charges. Florida prosecutors say a Charlotte County Sheriff's deputy stopped the pickup truck in May. After it ran a stop sign, the driver, 22-year-old Michael Clemens, told the deputy he and his 25-year-old passenger, Ariel the Mermaid, because I can't pronounce her last name, (laughs) were collecting frogs and snakes under an overpass. He gave the deputy permission to search the bags in the truck. When the deputy found 41 three-striped turtles in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle backpack, he asked if uh, the mermaid had anything else. She pulled out a one-foot gator from her pants. Officials say the Clemens case is pending. Oh, who's that? Oh, he said the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, that's Leonardo, that's Michelangelo, that's Raphael, and that's Donatello. That's it. We Way to go, a Oh, man. That one's kind of harsh. I'm going to skip that one. Let's go to funny ones. All right. Uh, Palm, Palm City Man is accused of enticing an alligator to bite him. As he pours beer in, in his mouth. As you do. Oh, yeah. Down in Palm City, a Hobbsound man is accused of enticing the alligator. Timothy Kripke, 27, that's his name, and Noah Osborne uh, were uh, both arrested on one felony charge of unlawfully taking an alligator. Uh, in August, uh, they got a complaint about Kripke holding an alligator and enticing the reptile to bite his right forearm. And then he poured beer in the animal's mouth, according to the report. After the beer is poured, the alligator aggressively reacts. The interaction was filmed, and a request for the video was not fulfilled Monday. Officers said they went to Kripke's home, where Kripke told them he was the person in the video. Osborne caught the reptile with his bare hands along Ranchwood Street in Palm City. After Osborne caught the alligator, Kripke told officers he enticed it to bite him. Then he poured beer in its mouth. The pair then oh, released the gator alive. <laughs> Kripke also told officials he had a couple of beers, but he wasn't drunk when the incident happened. So uh, maybe they treated it like Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> <laughs> bite it, bite it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Florida people, man. This segment never disappoints, that's for sure. No, it doesn't. Pensacola woman uh, embezzles 60K, $60,000 from her new job. While on probation from embezzling from her old job. Oh, she's a winner. Part of the reason for the lengthy sentence is because of the time of the crimes. 
She was on probation for stealing funds from her previous employer. Linda Lee Hanford pleaded no contest to organized fraud and violation of probation. From 2015 to 2017, Hanford was employed at Lender Services Incorporated as the manager of the online sales division. According to the news release, Hanford diverted sales proceeds to an off-the-books bank account and then diverted the funds to her own personal account. When, investigation those th- when investigating those thefts, deputies discovered Hanford was on supervised probation during the time she allegedly stole the money. And a condition of the pro- probation was she'd not hold a job where she would be receiving or paying funds. Well, turns out she was doing the same job. Uh, she was, and uh, I didn't say as, and she was doing the same scam with a different job. Uh, so she was ordered to pay $24,000 in restitution Court records indicate she had paid back around half the money by the time these new charges broke. Um, Her probation was scheduled to terminate in March 2021, but now has been revoked due to new charges. So, uh... Inconceivable! Yes. Oh, speaking of inconceivable, Florida man uh, in Jacksonville uh, decided to park his smart car in his kitchen to protect it from Hurricane Dorian. <laughs> in a Facebook post, Jessica Eldridge said her husband, Patrick Eldridge, was afraid his car might blow away. So he parked it in the Jacksonville's home's kitchen, she wrote on Tuesday. The other car is parked in the garage. Dorian, uh, this must have been whenever the Dorian came through, is skirting Florida's coast, narrowly missing Jacksonville. Uh, the Category 2 store devastated the Bahamas, where rescue crews have only begun taking full measures. So it's safe to say uh, Mr. Eldridge's uh, smart car is safe. Oh, good for you. <laughs> and uh, lastly, Titusville man charged with impersonating an officer, uh, former corrections officer, was arrested in Titusville after he imperson- impersonated an officer to get discounted food at McDonald's. <laughs> Albert Albert McDaniel, 48, was arrested and charged with impersonating an officer after police say he used his old credentials to get a McDonald's discount. A manager at the Titusville McDonald's called police and reported a suspicious person who flashed a badge and asked for a discount. (laughs) Officers then pulled McDaniel over as he was leaving McDonald's because of his window tint being too dark. McDaniel then showed officers his badge and asked for a professional courtesy to get out of the traffic stop, according to police. Although McDaniel's had a corrections officer's identification badge, he had been fired from the job last year without returning his credentials. Officers said McDaniel had tried to get discounts from other area restaurants, including Outback Steakhouse. He told police he didn't believe he was committing a crime by flashing the corrections badge. McDaniel was arrested in charge of impersonation, a police officer, and has since been released on bond. Um, he hasn't. He wasn't charged with anything related to the car window tint, so he got he got away with that as a professional courtesy. Way to go, a hole! <laughs> ah, Florida man, oh, Florida man. God, I love Thursdays for Some Florida of crazy man. Crazy stuff. Absolutely. So, Well, folks, that does it for another edition of Florida Man. Tune in every Thursday for uh, another edition because there's no lack of stories. But when we come back, we've got a segment called You Live Where? You won't want to miss it. Come on back, y'all.
unable to listen to the whole show, a recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. Now back to the show indeed. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, September 10th. Now if you missed a portion of this show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the Shows and Podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, uh, whether it's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. Forgot to mention that those are all podcast channels. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now, this segment I've titled You Live Where?, Tony, I know you've done a bit of traveling in your time, come across some strange city names. Uh, what made me think of this is uh, the time that I drove from uh, Huntington Beach, Southern California, to uh, Utah. And uh, at exactly 420 miles away from where I lived in Huntington Beach, I came across a, a town called Tokerville. It just happened to be 420 miles away, called Tokerville. And I thought, you know what, there's got to be other weird, ridiculous city names out there, especially in the U.S., if not worldwide. And so came across a list of them. But before we get to that, Tony, any come to mind for you? Yeah, when I drive home to Nevada, um, when you it's uh, right before you get to Elko. It's in the middle of nowhere, but there's Death, Death Star. <laughs> like, and I always think of the Death Star, but it's like Death Star and... And another town, uh, like if you go up, there's like uh, the Devil's Backbone. Mm-hmm. I've driven through that town. Yeah, so there's, yeah, there's definitely some weird ones. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, in California, there's a road called Zizix Road, which is uh, I want to say it's like XZYXZY, oh, something yeah. like that. That one that Stone Sour wrote a song about. Yep, yep. So uh, yeah. some weird ones out there, but. Uh, like I said, pulled up a list of some of the uh, more hilarious and more ridiculous ones. For instance, have you ever visited Bat Cave, North Carolina? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I've only been to uh, Charlotte. That's that's the only North Carolina city I've been to. Okay, well, it sounds like a place for Batman and Robin to hang out, but in reality, <laughs> this unincorporated community in western North Carolina got its name from the variety of bats that make their home in a cave on Blue Rock Mountain. Bat Cave! And it's not just any cave. It's North America's largest known granite fissure cave, pro- protected by the Nature Conservancy. Public like hiking has been discontinued on the property in an effort to prevent the spread of white nose syndrome in the bats. But if you're looking for a silly photo op, it may still be worth hitting up this town within a half hour's drive of Asheville, North Carolina. So, uh, yeah, if you're in that area, go check out Bat Cave. All right, Bat Cave. Oh, uh, Lacey just texted me. Ong, Nebraska. O-N-G, Ong. Ong. <laughs> Ong, Nebraska. Hey there, Ong, Nebraska. Well, uh, if you're in North Carolina, just make your way over to West Virginia, where you can visit the town of Booger Hole. Booger Hole. It seems I, I, I met my wife down at Booger Hole. I was picking some peaches, and then this little blondie she came up to me, and I was like, "Damn, girl!" And she was like, "I'm from Boogerville. Where are you from?" And I'm like, "Carson City, Nevada." And she's like, "Oh, cool. Well, I'm from Boogerville. I don't know where Carson City is. It sounds like a weird town." I like how in the middle of your story it went from Booger Hole to Boogerville. 
Everyone come down to Boogerville. <laughs> so it seems that the town name of Boogerhole morphed out of the term boogeyman. People used the nickname in the early 1900s to describe a... Wow, it's poorly written. Uh, describe a mysterious figure responsible for a spate of murders and disappearances. Townspeople who were weary of the fear and trepidation in their community formed the Clay County Mob and posted notice in the newspaper stating they intended to drive murder and mayhem out of their community. The announcement said, in part, we have pledged our lives to drive these people from our county or kill them. If before you leave, there is any stealing, killing, or burning, we will get the bloodhounds and detectives and run you to the ends of the earth. Boy, it sounds like uh, Burger Hole is just a, a wonderful, wonderful, kind place to live. Yeah, sounds like a good place to raise your family. Uh, Mike just texted me. He said, uh, sorry, let me open it. Beaver Crossing in Nebraska. It's at exit 369. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right past Boogerville. <laughs> oh, all right, this next one, if you're a fan of Hostess uh, Treats, how about uh, heading on down to Ding Dong, Texas? Oh, yeah, I met the, I met a few Ding Dongs down at Ding Dong, Texas. I met a few smart people. We hang out, you know, Ding Dong, eh? <laughs> According to legend, a practical joke led to this town's name. Bert and Zulis Bell founded the town in the 1930s and operated a country store. They needed a sign, so they hired a painter to create one for it. Another store owner urged the painter to play a joke. He suggested painting two bells on the sign with Bert's name on one, Zulis's name on the other, and adding the words Ding Dong underneath. The painter followed his lead, finished the sign, and the bells put it up. From then on, townspeople called the place Ding Dong. The unincorporated community is situated on the Lampus River, eight miles south of Killeen in central Texas. So, uh, yeah, go visit Ding Dong, Texas, because... Uh, They've got great foil-wrapped cakes. That's pretty damn funny. Where are you from? Where'd you make a baby in Ding Dong, Texas? That's where I, <laughs> that's where I made a baby. Well, after you get your Ding Dong from Ding Dong, Texas, head on over to Hot Coffee, Mississippi. Woo! Hot coffee! <laughs> You've got to love a town that has a history for love of a good cup of joe. In the late 1800s, storekeeper L.N. Davis hung a coffee pot as a form of advertising on the outside of his store, along with the words, the best hot coffee around. He didn't just brew coffee beans with spring water. He also put in a touch of molasses, which made his coffee distinctive and memorable. The coffee was so good that people uh, would come back to town, located between Natchez and Mobile, for another hot cup of his delicious concoctious <laughs> concoction, and thus a silly town name was born. So, uh, yeah, you know, get your ding-dong. Get your hot coffee, and then get ready for uh, Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Intercourse, Pennsylvania, huh? Yeah, that's the name of the town. Man, oh, I, live yeah. in, I, live, I live in Intercourse, Pennsylvania, and I can't even get Intercourse. <laughs> I just can't get none. It's, it's insanity here in Intercourse, Pennsylvania. <laughs> this town had to invest in additional signs throughout the years at his it is often the target of thieves who think the name is funny. It is funny. Originally called Cross Keys in the mid-1700s, the name changed to Intercourse in 1814, but townspeople didn't consider it a sexual term at that time. 
They may, have, they may have chosen the name because the town was located at the intersection of two major roads, or could have reflected the original meaning of intercourse, which described fellowship and social interaction in a community of faith. Boy, those are two completely different meanings. Modern-day travelers to the area think it's especially humorous that intercourse is located about eight miles from the town of Blue Ball, Pennsylvania, named oh. after the Blue Ball Hotel. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Right under intercourse. This so, uh, you know, you, you got to go down to the Blue Ball Motel because you're not getting any if you're living in intercourse. You know, I live on the outskirts of intercourse. I live in Blue Ball County. You know, that part where you just don't get enough and you get the Blue Ball, you know. Well, Blue Ball County is where I live is what I'm saying, you dirty-minded folk. Yeah, no innuendo there. No, none at all. Not at, not, not at all. Giddy, 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 go. <laughs> While diverging from that train of thought, why don't you head over to Monkey's Eyebrow, Kentucky? <laughs> you can't make this up. Apparently, this unincorporated community got its moniker because people said that from the air, Ballard County resembled a monkey's head, and this town is where the eyebrow would be. Another theory posits that the town itself looked like a monkey's eyebrow when viewed from a nearby hill. However, it got its name... Uh, however it got its name, it rates a lot of laughs from visitors and locals alike. Distance-wise, you'll find it about a half hour from Paduka. I think that's how you say it. Kentucky is, Kentucky is a treasure trove of amusingly town-named towns, including Pig, Hippo, Chicken Bristol, Mudlick, and Krypton. Ooh, I want to go to Krypton. Listen here, Mudlick. When you come on down to Monkey's Eyebrow, you're talking to the mayor, chief. <laughs> I'm the mayor of Monkey Eyebrow Town. The funny thing is that the, the sign says, Monkey's Eyebrow, Kentucky, goose capital of mid-America. <laughs> it's a goose capital of America, Monkey's Eyebrow. <laughs> it's a town where you make babies. We had Kendra chime in, uh, Bodie McBoatface. Um, I've heard that before. Is that a town in a specific uh, uh, state? If so, uh, chime back in. But uh, Bodie McBoatface. Tony, next time you're in Ohio, in Ohio, make sure you visit PP Ohio. PP. Hey, that's spelled S A N F I L I P P. Oh, PP Ohio, huh? Some early day graffiti led to this town. Comical name, as the story goes, a man by the name of Peter Patrick carved his initials into a tree, P.P., and over the years it became known as P.P. as well as P.P. Creek, spelled out P-E-E-P-E-E. The area was tied to the Underground Railroad with P.P. Settlement, known as a free African-American community. Some residents will say they live in the neighboring town of Waverly to avoid the jokes that follow when you tell someone, well, you live in P.P. I live in PP. Uh, 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 PPville, Ohio. <laughs> and then finally, as we head to our long break, when you're in Alabama, go visit Scratch Ankle, Alabama. Uh, basically, people here were often seen scratching their ankles to relieve itching from mosquito flea or black gnat bites, leading to a very literal town name. Uh, good thing that uh, it wasn't named after some venereal disease because it could have been uh, quite different. But uh, in any case, we are headed into our long break. When we come back, we've got our call-in topic of fictional character deaths that made you ugly cry. Don't go anywhere. We'll see you guys in about seven minutes. We'll be right back. 
Wrap it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. Folks, to the second hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, September 10th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing in the second hour? Looks like you got your smoothie going. Got the smoothie fired up, ready to go for hour number two. And it is cold here in Colorado. It is still, I think, snow kind of in the mountains. It was a little spit of snow when i uh, went to the cairo this morning so uh, well, i was cold i would take a little bit of that cold right now even though the doors open it's dropped maybe about two degrees in here so uh it is a uh, balmy 83 uh Ooh. give or take in here so uh it's too little, warm in there too warm. little toasty yep but that's the way it goes you know you you do what you got to do even my fan uh, on my computer is going at this point just saying it's too hot yeah i hear it it's like but in yeah, any exactly. case, <laughs> this is the interactive portion of the show. We want you guys to chime yes. in at the end of this segment. Give us a call at 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll-free from anywhere in the world. You can also chime in on our Facebook page, but uh, we do love the voice audio as well. The subject today are fictional character deaths that made you ugly cry. Doesn't have to be movie, TV, video game, book, just any fictional character death that really got you in the heartstrings. So, Tony, let's go ahead and start with your pick. I figured you were going to pick Tony Stark in Avengers Endgame, but uh, you actually brought up a a really good one from a classic movie that uh, gets me going as well. Yeah, I wanted to be a little a little different. Obviously the Tony Stark one was sad. Um I was you know, it was definitely an emotional one, but uh, I go back to the one movie and the one scene that made me uh cry as a little kid. And it's still like even as an adult I've gone back and watched it and that uh is in the movie La Bamba, uh Richie Valens when he died at the end and and it wasn't you know that whole sad music that do 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 do, um, and just that music and just seeing the reactions of everybody. But it was when his uh, brother Bob, you know, just goes to the end and he's on the bridge and he just yells Richie. And oh, I I don't know yeah. that whole thing just hit the feels. But uh, yeah, that was for me. That one like uh, still makes me tear up and cry. But as a kid, totally. Uh, got me so yeah even so you, that would be my pick on that one even you describing it gave me goosebumps because you can picture that whole thing huh? oh yeah yeah so yeah such a good movie worth worth a a rewatch for sure oh absolutely it's a, i think the movie still holds up i really like that movie still yeah. so yeah my pick is a movie that i love um from director frank darabont 
If you know Frank Darabont's work, uh, then you know Shawshank Redemption. Fantastic movie. Uh, The Mist, which, I mean, has a twist ending that gets you in the heartstrings. But my movie is John Coffey's Death in the Green Mile, played by Michael Mm -hmm. Clark Duncan. Obviously, the Green Mile is, you know, the name given to the walk to the electric chair. And then his last words just, I mean, get you in those heartstrings. He says, please, boss. Don't put that thing upon my face. Don't put me in the dark. I was afraid of the dark. And, uh, oh, yeah, just ugly cry. You know, you can yeah. feel it. Yeah, obviously, you know, you, you spend the entire movie falling in love with this character. And, uh, you know, to make it even sadder, obviously, Mark, Michael Clark Duncan died just a few years later in real life. And, uh, I mean, that's one that'll just, oh, so hard. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, one of those movies that was extremely sad. So um, great movie too, just fantastic. And, right. Tom Hanks, and I mean, he can do no wrong except for Joe versus the volcano. That movie, volcano, that movie was terrible. <laughs> uh, but I think True, it wasn't the best. I think that's his one misstep. But uh, Michael Clark Duncan, great in everything he does. But I mean, turns in a, a wonderful performance in the Green Mile. Yeah, it's um fantastic uh pick there, man. It's not something I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say Spider-Man. Nope. So, from, from that one. So. No, we we straight from the obvious went to a little more uh, deeper cuts and uh I, I think, like it. Yeah, I think these ones are a little more impactful, but uh it is that time folks we want to hear from you. Give us a call right now. 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Again, toll free from anywhere in the world. Chime in with your pick for the fictional character death that just made you ugly cry. When we come back folks, it's all about you, so give us a call. Talk to you soon. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, September 10th. We are smack dab in the middle of our call-in topic, the fictional character death that made you ugly cry. Give us a call right now. Fictional characters. They're fictional. But you know what? They they hold a special place in our heart. <laughs> so that number, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, toll free from anywhere in the world. Or you can chime in on our Facebook page. Now, uh, Tony, I know that uh, our good friends, the Yandras, have chimed in with a couple of their picks. Yes, they have. And uh, it is... Um, going to be four different ones, so I'll keep them short. But okay. uh, Lacey's uh, was Jack and Titanic, and she legit was sobbing at the end of it. But keep in mind, she was 17 when that happened. Uh, she said Shelby in Steel Magnolias. Uh, surprisingly, I've never seen that movie. What? And, uh, ha- I'm just joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were legit shocked. No. Just, not my kind of flick. Han Solo in The Force Awakens. Okay. And Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. That was another one. So some great picks there. Uh, Shelby and Steel Magnolias. I can't relate. Never seen it. But uh, 
I would imagine that's pretty sad. Um, but yeah, I could see the Jack thing. I remember all the teenage girls back then weeping over uh, DiCaprio's uh, death. Yeah, I wasn't a big DiCaprio fan at the time, so when he died, yeah. I was like, eh, whatever. Isn't that isn't that so weird? Our younger teenage selves, like it was like, oh, screw Dick. <laughs> DiCrapio and then like <laughs> Justin Timberlake oh we hate these guys but then right you know you get older and they're actually like they're good actors and they're f- you know and Timberlake's funny so you're like yeah, yeah they're cool <laughs> well <know>? even <laughs> in modern times I find myself doing that with uh, Robert Pattinson just because I hated uh, uh, Twilight so much that uh, you know I-, I couldn't get the past the fact that he was a sparkly vampire and of course now he's going to be Batman and so I'm kind of conflicted yeah, no. See, Tenet, you'll you'll change your mind about him. He, okay. he did good in that. I'll okay. give him credit. Yeah. All right. Well, we're talking fictional character deaths that made you ugly cry. We do have a caller on the line, so let's go ahead and go to that call. Who are we speaking with? Uh-oh. Hello? Uh, are you there? Hello. Hi. Hey, is this Kendra? It is. Hey, Kendra. Hi, Kendra. Yeah, we thought at first it was a hey, prank guys. call because it was a quick hang-up, it sounded right. like. <laughs> oh, well, I can, I can erase that if you'd like. Oh, please don't. Please don't. Hair about no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fictional character death that made you ugly cry. What's your pick? Well, it has to be, and I'm going to show my level of geek here, it has to be Dumbledore from Harry Potter. Dumbledore was oh. a hard one. That was okay. a hard one. That was a hard And spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen it or read it. <laughs> no! I, I think enough time has passed that uh, it doesn't You can spoil it at this point, yeah. Yeah, that's more than fair. Okay, good. <laughs> that's a great one. I know that comes up on many people's lists. And, you know, they did a great job with those movies. And, uh, you know, it, it, they they finished it off very well. And, of course, you know, that being one of the, the climatic scenes in the second-to-last movie uh, with Dumbledore dying. Now, uh, did you read the book? Was his death more impactful in the book or in the movie? You know, it's hard to say because you watch the movie and the pictures that you have from reading the book all of a sudden become the pictures from the people in the movie. And so I know some of the characters, I didn't exactly picture them the way that they were portrayed in said movie, but I think <laughs> it was like, I had to read it a couple times. I'm like, wait, she just killed him. She just killed Dumbledore. What the? What Dumbledore? <laughs> um, so, you know, because in the movie, you know it's coming, right? Because you, I've already read all the books. And so right. I know what's happening, and you're just, you're just waiting, right? Like, is it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Right, it's but, that uh, anticipation. Are they going to diverge from the books? And ultimately, they didn't. So, uh, But, Kendra, we always appreciate you chiming in. Thank you for self-censoring yourself because that saves me a lot of work in the uh, end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we always appreciate you chiming in. Absolutely. Kendra, thank you for participating. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye. So, folks, we do want to hear from you, just like Kendra called in. Again, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. We're talking fictional character deaths that made you ugly cry. Tony, do you have anybody else who chimed in uh, digitally? Or uh, I can start reading through a list that I've pulled up uh, of some other sad, sad deaths. No, I have nothing, unfortunately. I've gone to back to my stream here and... Uh... Yeah, nothing there, so... All right. Well, before the... Oh, 
What? Actually, you know, sadly, no one chimed in, but uh, my watch party ended on Facebook for some reason. I didn't end it. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook's having, <laughs> We're having some, a some issues Wednesday. today. Yeah. yeah. It says Tony's watch party is now over. So if you were following along, you are not watching this anymore. We're still on there. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Very strange. Well, in this list, you know, we were talking uh, before the break. My pick was John Coffey from The Green Mile, directed by Frank Darabont. Ooh, yeah. Well, one of my favorite movies of all time, also directed by Frank Darabont, is The Shawshank Redemption. And, of course, one of the most unforgettable scenes is Brooks' death, where uh, he got out of prison, gets to the halfway house, can't handle life outside of prison, takes his own life, and, of course, carved into the pillar is Brooks was here. And so, God, even just saying that gives me gives me goosebumps again. Absolutely. Um, my stream came back up, so I don't know what the hell that was about, but I have one comment on there. <clears throat> um, Brett Farmer chimed in and said, not a real death, but Truman from Truman Show. So when he found out, like, his whole life was just a stage thing, like, he found that to be kind of a sad... It's an emotional cause nothing, death. Yeah, because nothing was real. Like, everything was fake. So All right. I could see that, yeah. Because, I mean, he was like, if I remember the Truman Show right, he was there from birth, and yep. it was like his whole life. So when he realized that his life was just a TV show and it was all fake, that is that is definitely a sad moment. So. I will accept that answer. Thanks, Brett, for chiming in, buddy. All right, moving on. Uh, you know, animated movies can uh, pull those heartstrings as well. How oh, about, yeah, very much. How about Stoic? from How to Train Your Dragon, and his final words were, Hiccup, son. Eh, never saw it. Really? I'm sure it's... No, I didn't see that one. I saw How to Train Your Dragon 3. Oh, they're all good. Yeah. But I don't know about the first one, uh, if eh, that moment. I didn't see that one, so... All right, all right. Uh, worth worth checking out. You know, they, they do a good job with those uh, DreamWorks animated movies. Yeah, because uh, the third one was enjoyable. I mean, I just happened to... I knew I wasn't going to really understand what was going on, but uh, it was still enjoyable. Speaking of animated uh, movie deaths, how about the Iron Giant from the Iron Giant with his final words, I am Groot. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you stay, I go, no following. Vin Diesel voiced both. So. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's funny. Um, don't really remember the Iron Giant. Uh, that was a good I, movie. Yeah, I don't remember it. <laughs> Moving on, how about a character that wasn't actually a character? And I remember this being heartbreaking, Wilson from Castaway. Yeah, that was sad. When he floated away, that was all he had on yeah. that island. It's his best friend. And yeah, who, who would have thought a volleyball could uh, uh, you know, cause so many emotions? Yeah. Did you ever hear, did you ever uh, see what was, uh, or see the deleted scenes or uh, what somebody asked what was in the package? Did you ever know what was in that? No, no. Castaway? Yeah. Spoiler alert. This will, this will, this would make Tom, this would make his character cry. If he would have just opened that package, uh -huh. it was a satellite, it was a satellite phone. Oh, seriously? It was inside that package. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was a satellite oh. phone that one that he had uh, when he got back to land and he uh, delivered it mm -hmm. yep satellite phone you know what I, I'm glad they didn't include that in the movie because <laughs> that would have just ruined everything <laughs> that would have been a ah, smack to the face you would throw all that crap for 
<laughs> you got your girl back. You could have had your house back. It could have been a country song in reverse for old uh, Hanks. But uh, yeah, that that scene with Wilson was uh, it was emotional. So. Yeah. Folks, we are talking uh, fictional character deaths that made you ugly cry. We still have time if you want to chime in at 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255, or on our Facebook page as well. This next one is one that I almost picked because it's a movie that I just watched recently, and it's Logan from Logan, also known as Wolverine, Hugh Jackman's character, you know, a, a character that you thought would never die, but in that movie they did a take on the Old Man Logan series, and sure enough, he finally died at the end, and uh, you know it was more relief for him than uh, sadness. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's uh, that was a pretty sad moment. It's kind of brutal too. It was like yeah. the, whole, the whole the whole like last uh, lasting scene. I haven't seen that in a while. I'll have to go back and watch that. It was a good flick, though. It's worth going back and watching. And it's funny because uh, we watched a Deadpool 2 right after that. <laughs> There's the little trinket of yep. Logan spinning around on that stick. Yeah, yeah, which is hilarious. Uh, but, uh, oh, so funny. All right, how about uh, Baymax from Big Hero 6? ba la 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 <laughs> Low battery. That was a good movie. I, you know, it's that was, one of the lesser-known Disney animated movies. But uh, again, it's something I had on the other day in the background, and such a good movie. It really was. Uh, I very enjoyable. Um, it, it had its sad moments for sure, especially uh, when the brother uh, passed away. I think that was the sad thing, you know, and mm-hmm. that was how he kind of got to keep his brother's memory alive. So. Yeah, because I'm a sucker. I told you off air. Um, <clears throat> ever since my mom passed away in '03, like anything with uh, usually with family member deaths, but moms especially, mm. I just I don't do well with that stuff anymore. Like I definitely, I've been on dates where, um, <laughs> like a character's mom or like the sister will die or something like that, and I'll sit there and I'll like. <sighs> I'm like, I'm like, don't get caught. It's just the first date. Ah. <laughs> so I, yeah, I've been, in, I've been in some spots where I'm like, <laughs> well, speaking of Disney character deaths that made you ugly cry, uh, this one got me, and they punch you right in the gut from the beginning. It was Ellie from Up. You know, they paint this story of oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Ed Asner's character falling in love. You know, they go throughout life, and then, of course, you know, Ellie passes away in her old age. And that is a hard way to start out a movie. Luckily, it redeems itself throughout the, the rest of the movie. It's a funny, funny movie, but, ooh, so hard right within the first, what, 10 minutes? Absolutely. Yeah, get you right in the feels. You know what other one, like, made me, like, happy? Like, tear up? This is going to sound lame, but... uh you know, at the end of uh, Avengers uh, Endgame, like when Steve goes back and he finally gets that dance mm-hmm. with Peggy, I was so damn happy because it's just like, what a love story, you know, like just to get that. So that scene with them dancing at the end, that made me tear up. Yeah, he waited an entire lifetime just to uh, go back and have that happen. But uh, in any case, folks, that does it for our topic of fictional character deaths that made you ugly cry. When we come back, we have a segment called So Stupid. It is so stupid. So come on back. We'll see you guys in a few. 
Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Here we are back to the show. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, September 10th. We talk about a couple times each show. It is the Phoenix Line, a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys, the watchers and listeners, an opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you're catching uh, the show in rebroadcast and want to chime in on the fictional character death that made you ugly cry. Well, guess what? You can do that at the Phoenix Line. It's easy. Phoenix Line. You know how it works. You leave a message after the beep. You don't even have to talk with a live person. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We will compile those together and put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment that I've titled So Stupid, wanted to talk about those friends family members, acquaintances, customers, people that we know that are that special kind of stupid. You know, it's it's uh, nothing you can really fix. It's just one of those things that you just sort of have to live with. Uh, any particular person or uh, event come to mind, Tony, where uh, you've had to deal with somebody who's just just that extra level of stupid? Oh, I deal with it, I would say, at least once a day at work. <laughs> I mean, not anyone in particular, whether it's a member or a coworker. I deal with a lot of stuff where I'm just like, ooh, you know. It, yeah, I definitely encounter it on a daily basis. <laughs> you know? That could be that for some people. I don't know. I really don't care. But, uh, yeah, it does uh, It does happen. So Well, as I go through these, maybe a particular uh you know uh, occurrence will spring to mind feel free to chime in for mm-hmm. instance this this first one says i locked my purse with my keys and cell phone in my apartment i went to the office to ask maintenance to let me in the woman at the desk says she would call maintenance and ask for a phone number they could reach me at i said there wasn't one because my cell phone was locked in the apartment she insisted she needed a number i said i could give her the number but that i wouldn't be able to answer it if they called she suggested suggested I get my phone out of the apartment so I could answer when they called. I rolled my eyes at her and said if I could get in my apartment to get my cell phone, I wouldn't need maintenance to let me in. She never did understand me, but maintenance did show up 10 minutes later. Ah, just a special kind of stupid. Yeah, you're like, look, I wouldn't be asking for help if I had my phone. Well, if I could get in there, I'd be able to, I wouldn't need you. <laughs> you know, we, we've all come across people that we've explained something to multiple times that it, they just don't get it. Moving on, says, this was my first experience in retail where I learned what many customers would be like. You might be able to relate, Tony. Says, seasons were changing, so we put a lot of shirts we had to get rid of in the front and made them 50% off. I was working the register when a woman came up to buy her things. I rang her up and could see a look on her face like something was wrong. That's when the following happened. The lady says, why is this so much? I said, pardon me? The lady, this should be $10, not 20 
I thought that maybe her item was on sale, so I asked if she could point out the sign because I wasn't aware of it. It was a small store, and we didn't have to walk anywhere. Lady said, this sign here. I said, this sign says all shirts are 50% off. Lady said, yes, so why is this full price? My response, this is a hat. (sighs) Oh, man, it made me think of, uh, you know, one big thing that happens at work. Uh, So we have a limit of one, you know, for uh, toilet paper, bath tissue, stuff like that. We don't have quite the we the run on of it like we did the beginning of the right. year we legit have like the biggest signs hanging over it and it says you know limit one and i even broke it down one ks paper one paper towel one bounty one charmin you know whatever it's just a limit of one and uh you still have people or even the clorox wipes when they come in man there's clearly a limit one side and people grab like three and i told the lady it was like hey just so you know, it's only one. She goes, oh, I know. I buy one for me. I buy one for my friend and then my neighbor. <laughs> oh, no, no, you don't understand. One per, like one per membership. Oh, that okay. They don't remember. They, they be fine. <laughs> no, no, you don't get it. Like we are only selling you one. If they're, I go, or if they're not here with you, you can't do it. Oh, no, that okay. At that point, I'd be like, you guess, can buy one or zero. <laughs> guess what? When they got up there, guess how much she left with? One. one. Yep. You're, just, you're trying to save these people some headaches with clear stuff. So, yes, that comes to, to mind that people like, they see the sign and they're like, yeah, I see it. Right. But I'm going to defy it. Or they think you're going to make some sort of special exception for yeah. them. Because they've got a really good excuse that everybody else has at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. All right. Uh, moving on with a special kind of stupid. Says, I'm an identical twin and have been asked all manner of utterly ridiculous questions about it throughout my life. But I think the stupidest was when a girl once asked me, do you ever get yourself mixed up with each other? I responded, are you asking me if I ever sometimes think I'm my brother? She replied, yeah. Needless to say, no, he doesn't mix himself up with somebody else. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, I get confused. Sometimes I think I'm Tony, but then I realize that I am Tony. Weird. (laughs) Ah, special (laughs) kind of stupid. Moving on, this one actually reminds me of my youngest son, uh, Reese. says, uh, the time a friend told me how much he hates potatoes while eating french fries, and I literally (laughs) blew his mind by telling him french fries are potatoes. Ew, I hate potatoes. (laughs) <laughs> I only like French. I only like French fries, tater tots, <laughs> but I hate them. Hash browns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and the reason I said this reminds oh, me of my man. son Reese is Reese hates mashed potatoes, and I think it's a consistency thing for him. But he loves French fries, and I've tried multiple times saying they're the same, same thing, thing, just cooked differently. But uh, just... yeah, you know, it's a texture <laughs> thing. I had a I had a chime in from Brett. He said. Uh, my girlfriend got locked into the van. How in the hell does that happen? <laughs> Hopefully your girlfriend doesn't watch the show, brother. <laughs> hey, how do you get in there? Hey, babe, I can't get out. <laughs> oh. Pop. Good luck. Let's move, I don't know. Let's move on with our stories of a special kind of stupid. Here's one that... Uh, yeah, you hear different variations of this, but a uh, co-worker bought a low-flow shower head. 
he filled the bathtub using the new low-flow shower head because, quote, it would use less water. It uses the same <laughs> amount of water, it just <laughs> flows slower. <laughs> yes, low flow. You're saving money and the environment because you got a low flow. Screw that. Give me a high flow. Give me that stuff with the high pressure. I want I want it all. <laughs> yeah, crappy low flow stuff. Shoot. <laughs> uh, here's something uh, on the cultural divide when it comes to a special kind of stupid. It says, I was once asked how it felt to come to the U.S. as a refugee. I'm from Germany. She then looked rather surprised when I told her that Hitler has been dead for 75 years and that Germany is one of the more liberal countries in the world these days. She full-on thought I fled Nazi Germany. Okay. Uh, it's like the mask people, right? Yeah. We get the mask people every day. What do you mean you have to wear a mask in here? Have you been living under a rock for the last six months? Did you just months? wake up? Hi, Rip Van Winkle. Did you Welcome to 2020. The world is a piece of crap nowadays. You wear masks. Oh, and by the way, social distance, please. Like, we're not really shaking hands. So, hello there. Would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? Oh. <laughs> uh. Let's move on with uh, another retail special kind of stupid. It says, I once worked at a Midwestern grocery store deli, and I was trying to explain to a woman that the name brand and generic brand of the macaroni salad that we carried were in fact identical. The woman yelled at me saying she could only have the generic brand because one is made with mayo and the other is made with mayonnaise, and I don't like mayo. When I tried to explain that mayo is an abbreviation of mayonnaise, she just said, I'm from the South. I know my food and trudded away. I know what it is, stupid head. Mayo is not the same as mayonnaise, okay? Do you know what? Work in retail, it doesn't surprise me, brother. Like, I, I deal on a daily basis like, so you used to have that one item, you know, that one, and I go, okay, well, what is it? Well, it's like this. Or they'll give you a specific. They'll be like, oh, yeah, well, you guys had uh, pickles. Well, we don't have pickles right now. Well, you always have pickles. We don't today. Well, you did yesterday. <laughs> today, we don't. I mean, that's just an example. You yeah. get so much stuff. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know about you, Tony, but reading these stories make me feel better about myself because, uh, <laughs> wow, there are some really stupid people. There, there are, yes. And then finally, um, before we head into the break... We have this story it says rescued a coworker on the side of the road with a flat tire waiting for the tow truck. I pointed out the nail at the top of the tire. They scoffed and looked at me like I was the stupidest person in the world and exclaimed, well, that's not true because it's flat at the bottom. I just walked away and never brought it up again. <sighs> <laughs> oh man, there's just some ridiculous people. Um, I, I know we got to go to break here in a sec. Yep. Um, Lacey asked me, or she told me, she had a friend ask her what language they speak in Boston because they thought a lady from Bosnia said they were from Boston. <laughs> Same friend also asked her if bunnies lay eggs because of the Easter bunny and Easter eggs. So Sounds like you need a new friend, Lacey. <laughs> Lacey. Hey, by the way, I'm not that friend that asks those questions. Just <laughs> Unfortunately, I asked them stuff, but not that. There is no cure for stupid, but uh, when we come back, we're headed into the final segment of the show, and that means it's this day in history. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. Uh, I can't believe we did it, folks. Nothing broke down, at least uh, not yet. Uh, we've made it to the end of the show. Not before you taking you uh, before taking you guys through this day in history. But before we get there, we'd like to remind you that uh, if you missed a portion of the show, you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the show's podcast link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. You can get video, you can get audio there, or go over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? Yeah! Boy! Always say yes. While you're there, be sure to subscribe so you'll have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends, because why, Tony? Sharing is caring, yeah, it is. (laughs) Well, before we let you guys go for this Thursday, we're going to go ahead and drop a little knowledge on you, hopefully make you laugh a little bit. It is This Day in History. Us in the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat, Christian Phoenix. Thank you, Siri. All right, uh, kicking off this day in history, we talked about her yesterday being crowned Queen of Scots at nine months of age. Well, this day in 1547, the English demand that Edward the Sixth, age ten, wed Mary, Queen of Scots, at age five. Boy, that would be uh, what the quite hell? Quite the so wedding with uh, bounce houses and clowns and uh, oof. That's a little too young to be married. Ah, uh, it's extremely too young. They don't even know what the hell they're getting themselves into. No, no, and it's all nah, it's all back then political positioning. Yeah, yeah, terrible. Yep. Terrible. Moving on, this day in 1608, the man with the most generic name in the history of the world, John Smith, elected president of Jamestown Colony Council in Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Monkey Brow, Virginia, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah, the king of monkey brow. Yep. Moving on, this day in 1776, (laughs) George Washington asks for a spy volunteer, Nathan Hale volunteers. And so... uh, I'm surprised there hasn't been a movie made about Nathan Hale yet. Yeah, they should have gotten Austin Powers. They really dropped the ball on that one. <laughs> it's a time-traveling, shagadelic, yeah, baby, yeah. Yeah, I think that was a little before his time, but hey, you never know. Moving on, this day in 1846, Elias Howe takes out a U.S. patent for the lock-stitch sewing machine. And, uh, again, you know, these are the pioneers of, you know, what makes, you know, mass manufacturing of, of clothing possible these days. So we always appreciate their contributions. Yeah. All right. Moving on this day in 1872. <laughs> you just get a yeah. Out of yeah. I know the, uh, Antifa crowd would go to this if they could. Karl Marx speaks in Amsterdam. Uh, we won't go there. We won't go any further oh. than, than there. <laughs> Amsterdam. That's a place where people, uh, they like to partake in the scenery yep. and, uh, and, and the nature and the smells and the, the hostels, you know. <laughs> it's Amsterdam, baby. This day in 1939, Canada, under the leadership hey. of Mackenzie King, declares war on Germany, don't you know? I didn't know Canada oh, was capable of war on Germany. I didn't know they were capable of declaring war. I thought they were just too nice to be. Uh, hey, that's going that's into battle. Freaky there, eh? Right? <laughs> hey there. 
We're going to Tim Hortons. Here's one for you, Tony, a little bit before your time there in Colorado. But uh, this day in 1945, Mike the Headless Chicken is decapitated in Fruta, Cal- uh, Colorado. <laughs> he survives for another 18 months before choking to death. Where the hell are you choking? He didn't have a head. Right? What Deca- the hell is that about? Decapitated and lives for 18 months? That's crazy. And then just is like, <laughs> well, it couldn't. The hell, man! It, it couldn't balk either because it didn't have a mouth. Jeez, Louise! And there's a picture of it on here too. It's crazy looking. Oof. All right, uh, moving on. This day in 1953, Swanson sells its first TV dinner. That's good. Swanson made famous by Brian Swanson. <laughs> Little uh... check out his check out his YouTube channel, uh, Blacktop Devil. There you go. Subscribe and follow. Shameless plug for our friend, Brian Swanson. Exactly. Moving on, this day in 1955, Gunsmoke premieres on CBS television. Uh, Uh, Caught a few reruns of that. Uh, Actually, I preferred the uh, original NES Gunsmoke game. That was a fun game. Yeah, that was a fun game. Gunsmoke was a long-running TV show. Long-running show. Yeah, I think for a while it was the longest-running TV show. Yeah, I got passed up uh, by Simpsons, and obviously, I think uh, WWE Monday Night Raw, I think, beat it for longest-running episodic show. No. Yeah, but, I mean, prior to that, I mean, it, it held the record for quite some time. Impressive. Let's move on. Uh, in music history, this day in 1964, Rod Stewart records his first single, Good Morning Little Schoolgirl, which I hope he was writing about his daughter. Otherwise, the connotation is uh, a little disturbing. Yeah. Ugh. Am I boring you, Tone? No, it's just uh, I got the chill and then a yawn all in one there. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, music history, this day in 1966, the Beatles' Revolver album goes number one and stays number one for six weeks in the U.K., Great album, great band. I'll say it time and time again. Yep. There's, they do a lot of stuff. Almost every day in history, there is a Beatle story. They've done something on this day. There's quite a bit. All right. Uh, also in music history, this day in 1975, the rock band Kiss released their first live album, Alive. They would go on to do a live, like up to a live four, right? Was that the last one? I, I think, yeah, I think they there were four it? total. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, if we could drop the quote from Role Models about Love Gun, we could, but uh, unfortunately we can't due to FCC yeah. regulations. Yeah, definitely check out Role Models, though. You'll find out why. <laughs> all right. For all of you racing fans, I'm certainly one when it comes to Formula One. This day in 1978, the single-point American Lotus driver Mario Andretti earns for finishing sixth at the Italian Grand Prix at Monza is enough to clinch his first Formula One World Drivers' Championship. And Mario Andretti and the Andretti family are just dynasties, uh, you know, a a legacy among uh, Formula One and racing in general. Yeah, that's awesome. Yep. (laughs) Moving on, here's one, and uh, he's still plugging away. This day in 1984... The first episode Ooh, like of the daily syndicated version of Jeopardy with Alex Trebek as the host. And he's battling stage four cancer. And, I mean, what are we, uh, almost 40 years removed from that first episode? And, man, he's still at it. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy how he's still doing it even throughout his cancer battle. And, uh, you know, it was so weird because he looks to me younger now than when he started, right? Because he had like the big, thick mustache mm-hmm. back then for a long time and he got rid of it uh, many years ago. He's been without it for a while. But, uh, you know, Trebek is Jeopardy. I don't know. I know they're starting to kind of weed in uh was it ken jennings like the the biggest winner right. of all time on there he's like gonna be a special correspondent or something or like a guest daily double guy or some something i read about that yeah still a great week. show too yeah after all these years moving on you know i miss the days of uh dual sport players well this day in 1989 five days after hitting a home run for yank for the yankees in a 12-2 win over the mariners MLB and NFL player Deion Sanders returns a punt for 68 yards for a touchdown, his first. We had some great ones, Deion Sanders, Bo Jackson. I miss those days. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, NFL kicks off, it's back tonight, but, you know, so many many cool uh, athletes have gone through that sport, and uh, that was just one of them. Deion was, he was definitely cool. Prime time! And then finally, this day in 1990, the Hard Rock Cafe opens in Las Vegas, Nevada. No, I got lost at the Hard Rock Cafe. I know. <laughs> Disappeared. Disappeared there uh, this month, seven years ago. So, you oh. know. Uh, That's a story that? for another day. But uh, before <laughs> we head out for the day, let's drop some holidays on. Yeah, there are some really weird ones in here. On the Normal side, it's International Makeup Day. Okay, easy enough. Yeah. National Hot Dog Day. That sounds delicious. Go go get a Kirkland dog. As we mentioned, it is TV Dinner Day, thanks to Swanson. Yep, Swanson. Say Brian Swanson, Blacktop Devil. It is So Be It Day. I got to go to work, so be it. No, sewing. Sewing, it's a play on the words. Oh. This one's very important. World Suicide Prevention Day. And then on the... Weirder side, it's blame it on the Large Hadron Collider Day. Okay. <laughs> what? Why'd you poop your pants? It's, it's that holiday that you just mentioned. I can't even think of it. Why do we that's... have coronavirus? Large Hadron Collider. And then finally, International Creepy Boston Dynamics Robotic Horse Day. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm at a loss for words there. <laughs> well, <laughs> Maybe they saw the big blue horse devil thing outside of DIA. And there you go. Well, folks, that does it for this Thursday show. We'll be back tomorrow with a brand new Friday show where we do good news, everyone. Great way to take you into the weekend. Folks, enjoy your Thursday.